0: Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, November 20, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? No shocker, no surprise, they got to the trend line that we've been eyeballing for quite some time. Just as a reminder, there it is on the weekly chart. You have an all-time high, you have a connector, and you have another hit of the trend line. Now, this does not mean, and I repeat, does not mean that the market has to stop short and completely reverse at this trend line. This was a target ...for the upside at a minimum, now they've hit the trend line, there is some stuff above, and this is the week to do it if they're going to do it. You have a very low participation, low volume type of situation with the Thanksgiving holiday in front of us this week. Markets will officially be open Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, half a day on Friday... The volume and the participation will actually wane as the week goes on. What that means is the market gets into what we call a floater formation. That's what we've seen over the last several days. They've been floating sideways to higher, made another move higher today into the trend line. And the trend line under natural garden variety conditions would be daily chart resistance. It was that today. You can see more clearly what happened on a five minute chart where the market got to the trend line, busted through a little bit, hung out there for a while, and then was summarily rejected from an intraday basis into the end of day slash closing bell. The other thing above the trend line that we have discussed is a gap that exists up here. It's slightly above the trend line. The official price of the gap is 456 48 That would be a near-term target should she get back above the trend line this week. A little side note on some housekeeping for this week. The schedule for this week is as follows. There will be regular business tomorrow inside the numbers, the live room on Tuesday. There'll be a video on Tuesday evening, Wednesday Thursday is Thanksgiving, and Friday will be vacation slash holiday. We will be back Monday, in uniform, ready to go after the Thanksgiving week holiday. No video on Wednesday, no video on Friday, of course nothing on Thursday. No inside the numbers, Wednesday and Friday. No live room, Wednesday and Friday. We're taking some time off. Of course, everybody wants to discuss new highs, are new highs coming and all that stuff. Certainly possible. We'll use from a monthly chart perspective, the end of this month, which is now we're in the last third part of the month. We'll use this monthly chart breakdown candle. The high is 453.67. They're above it now. If they close the month above it, and by the way, above 457, this candle over here, the high 457.83, for example, any month above that, and that will absolutely open the doors for Mrs. Market to waltz on through and run a test of the former highs. The trend is up, the trend is your friend, and it will persist until the very end. When is the very end? How do we know when the very end is? Well, that's something that's taught In detail, in my course, Lazy E-Mini Trader, we look for signs and or signals of a trend change. When the market is in an uptrend and or at new highs, for example, the only thing you have to hang your hat on is certain signals and signs of a market changing trend. What that does is it gives you something to trade against to know where you're wrong, at least on that particular trade. This has been one whopper of a move from the October 27 low, less than a month later, almost at all-time highs. Pretty remarkable move. Just think about how many pies in the face were issued over the last few weeks. You want to talk about conveyor belt? That was an absolute never-ending conveyor belt of pies in the face for those that were short the market that had to cover Buying begets buying, the squeeze is on, yada yada. What about inside the numbers? Well, we had a floater situation today. Therefore, while we did have some traders that hopped on the long side, took a ride, they never got down to a support area that I was interested in buying during the early morning, morning rush type session. And by the time they got up to the beginning of overhead resistance, we didn't like the short anymore for reasons to be discussed later. You can read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart and double check the work. You can see here the original resistance zone this morning was 452.75 up to 453.67. You can see here on a five minute chart, they came close They pulled away at that point in time in the live room and inside the numbers we discussed. Well, the short isn't the same as it would have been had they ran up to that price. This was the pullback you were looking for. However, because they pulled back ahead of time, takes the short off the table. And that was basically the end of the session. You were getting into a floater formation. If you wanted to be long and ride the tape, that's up to you. If you already were long, you can just ride the tape. But today and other days like today, probably another day or two this week, will again be light volume, low participation, not the framework for a trader's type of situational tape. And here's one of those quick lessons. Even though the 452.65 area was overhead resistance, You can see the first order of businesses, they stop going in the direction they're going. So they hung out here for a while, a couple of hours before moving up again, but that's eating time off the clock. And when they eat time off the clock, it's basically another bullish, flaggish type of situation. What they're doing is they're building energy to make the next move until, or unless they break the chain of eating time off the clock. They didn't do that. They just did it. Pause the video read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. Our pivot this morning was 4.51. Right at the vertical is today's activity. You could see down here, they blew through the pivot. Pivot didn't necessarily mean short this morning. We talked about that in the live room. Pivot was getting above, opens the door for 4.52.65. That's what was on the board. They did that. We did have some traders ride it up there, but it wasn't easy. You had to basically... Buy it right around the open and just assume or hope you were right. That's not necessarily the framework of how we do this each and every day, yet it did work today nonetheless. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here. I've summarized it in these video pages. What about stocks on the move? We did have four opportunities on the board today, URI, PLCE, Uber, and BMY in Bristol-Myers. Only one hit its entry objective. We'll take a look at the chart of place. The other ones are off the board. There are no trades. They didn't hit their entry objectives. Children's place. This is the way this one unfolded today. So it was getting its haircut at the opening bell. First number on the board was 1808. They opened below it at 1801. So officially, this number's off the board, They came up short of the second and bounce, then came back to it and rallied the rest of the day. So you can see 1686, give or take, was in fact the spot. We have to question about the manner in which they did it. We would have loved it in the first candle of the day on this five-minute chart. Although we did have some participation in the live room, profits were made in children's place. The numbers work. What's going on over in camp IWM? So we had the spike high last week into the moving averages, the rejection slash pullback operation almost to the neckline of what? That's a neckline to an inverse head and shoulders pattern. Here you have a left shoulder. You have a head formation. You have a right shoulder. You have a breakout above. They came back to retest in the vicinity of Of the neckline, obviously it was support. They didn't even get there. And here they are again. What's the target of this inverse head and shoulders neckline for camp IWM people? It'll be a give or take. However, it is about 190. We don't know the path that they get there. Not saying they're going to be there by Wednesday, but the ultimate target for this pattern is 190. Remember the other one? We had a regular way head and shoulders pattern here. And guess what? The target was 164. Where did they get to? About 164. And they bounced. Then they formulated the current pattern. Doesn't mean it has to work out, but it is operative at the moment. Now, a lot has to happen for the IWM to get up that high. First, first order of business would be to get above the recent high, which is above The convergence of the 100 and 200 period moving average, and that would be the last moving averages in the line of defense. There are other resistance areas along the way, but we're talking targets. 190 would be the target. What's a closer target if they get above the recent high from last week and not yet to the target of the head and shoulders pattern? What's the ultimate target in between 184 and a half? Shouldn't have used the word ultimate, but the target in between is 184 and a half. Might want to write that down, put it on a sticky note. Write about 184 and a half, give or take. Weekly chart technically is still a bounce in a downtrend. Below all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. Get above the convergence, which is also above Last week's high, the convergence of the 20 and 50, and all of a sudden they start to change the tune. They break the chain. Think about what happened from a logical standpoint in the IWM. You had a series of lows. Here you had a low. You had another low over here. And what they did was they basically tested, I believe spiked the low by just a little bit, Forget the regular way head and shoulders pattern, but we talk about this one in the live room all the time. This is one of our textbook trades. Spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction. Not all lows are created equal, but when you understand how the market is constructed, what she's doing, we use that concept, the spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction as a trade multiple times a week. Not only in the S&P, but multiple markets. All charts act and react the same way. Just a touch of relative weakness today. Nothing to write home about from the IWM, but against the S&P, a touch of relative weakness. However, look at the volume in this weekly candle from last week. When they busted above this trend line, look at the volume. That's telling you there was institutional participation Write that on a sticky note. If it was at a high on a chart, it may be exhaustion type of volume, but not at a high institutional participation coming from a low area. Reading the tape. What about the folks down at the Transportation Department, my second favorite market-leading indicator, next to Camp IWM, a number one canary in the coal mine. Telling us anything today, not really. She's just eating time off the clock above the 200-period moving average, using it once more as support. little bit of relative weakness against the SPY, but again, nothing to write a postcard home about. Eating time off the clock is building energy for another move higher. That will remain the case until it's not. The only way it's not is first getting below the low over here from last Thursday, and then you will run a test of the low from last Tuesday, and that breaks the chain of what's going on now. Other than that, she's poised to make another push higher. If they're going to do it across all markets, this is a really great week for the bulls to have some Grinding, floating, upside activity. What about the Q people? Next number on the board was 391.20. Today's high happens to be 391.41 and you can see what happened once they got above similar to the spider they were not necessarily rejected in the terms of a market collapse but they were rejected from an overhead resistance standpoint at that number just like the spiders were at their trend line this is the way the market works it goes in stages they go to the next place they find overhead resistance build some energy if they remain bullish go to the next place Will there be a rug pull event this week? We don't know. We don't anticipate it. We don't project their will. But we're ready for one if they do pull the rug out from an intraday trading standpoint. Big picture from a weekly chart on the Q's is they've eclipsed the high from over here in July. Now they're working on what we would call a breakdown box. The market ran up to here. You got some highs. The market broke down. It creates a breakdown box. They're running a test in this zone. We'll be running a test in this zone of this breakdown box. Whether or not they get to new highs remains an open question. There's no reason they can't. We don't know that they will, but there's no reason they can't. Next number of importance in the queues, 397.85. Put it on a sticky note. Financials XLF we might as well stay on the weekly chart. They're about to challenge this high area here. Are challenging that high area there above here. It goes simply to this breakdown candle high and these highs here no magic there. This is a weekly chart. This is a big place. This big time breakdown candle high 3624 should not be a cakewalk for the financials or the XLF to waltz right on through, whistle past the graveyard. Above all the moving averages, the trend is what? You got it. The trend is your friend. Markets are bullish. We take them at what's called face value. Market will once again climb the wall of worry. That's the way it works over and over and over again. Smash mouth, fresh new highs. And I must mention that these markets are far away from, and we talked about it last week, are far away from home base. Doesn't mean they can't go farther, but she will find a place. She will have a pullback. There will be a rug pull event. You just don't know exactly where when you're in the midst of these melt-up type situations, and especially when you bolt on a holiday week type of quiet market, low participation. She can run farther than most traders and investors will believe that she can. At new highs, and you can even look at the weekly chart, it's very clear. At new highs, there is no resistance. The next thing you would have from a logical number perspective is 170. Doesn't mean she's going to get to 170, and it doesn't mean she's going to get rejected at 170. However, 170, from where we are now, will be somewhat magnetic as she gets closer. The semis, or SMH, is a great proxy for the tech space, They're at new highs. Take it at face value. We have NVIDIA earnings tomorrow, Tuesday, I believe, after the bell. That can certainly move the entire semiconductor space in either direction. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you? These videos are not possible. This is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.